Welcome back to Strangers in the Alps podcast. Hello. Thanks for uh, staying with us and listening this far in. Um, we're happy to be here again. So uh, Gabe's here. Henry's over there. Yes, sir. And uh, you got your coffee again, buddy? You know what? I do not have my coffee today. <sighs> you know what that means, right? What's that mean? Isn't that what they call a red herring or something where... Like, this is just going to take a dive, an albatross or something. I don't know what they call that shit. This is going to be the worst episode <laughs> of Strangers in the Alps. Yep. All because you didn't get your coffee. It's true, man. I, you know, I ate a late dinner and it was like, and it's pizza. And I just, man, now all I'm going to think about is coffee. <laughs> That'd be an odd combination, pizza and coffee. Yeah. All right, man. What uh, what you bring to the table tonight? We uh, we talked about movies recently. I don't know. Have you did you get a chance to listen to any of that one yet? Or yeah, I did. yeah, I did. And um, what's funny is it's always going to be a thing like this. It, it doesn't matter what we do. Um, as I was kind of going back and listening to the audio, I just thought, man, there's a few things that we just really completely missed um, that were like so huge, like Ninja Turtles. How did we miss Ninja Turtles, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, there was like three of them. There was the first one, then the Secret of the Ooze, then yep. one where they went back to ancient China. Yeah, that we one missed, was awful. Yeah. Uh, we missed Big Trouble in Little China. Big I think. Trouble in Little China. I know. And uh, we missed uh, Ghostbusters. I don't think either of us said oh. Ghostbusters last time either. We did not but. say Ghostbusters. But yeah, uh, I mean, to be honest, if we went through every single movie that we we loved, that I think that would probably be like a four-hour podcast at least. At least. Yeah. At least. But, yeah, man. But, uh, you know, that brings up an interesting point, you know, going back to the movies, kind of revisiting that, is we're talking about all these movies. And I don't know how many 80s movies or remakes of older movies. And I think I've learned of some that have popped up. You know, I think Black Christmas is a horror movie that's been remade several times. And, right. You know, just that's an example. But it seems like, like currently, this every other movie coming out of the studio is some type of remake. Yeah. I mean, they're rebooting. What was it they're going to reboot? Uh, so it was, uh, well, we, we talked about them rebooting Hellboy. But yeah. I, there was there was another movie that just they announced that they're rebooting. Um, they're gonna do another Big Trouble in Little China. Speaking of that, The Rock's gonna be in that one. Dwayne The Rock. Johnson. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I might have mentioned that to you in a side conversation. Maybe you, you know, did. Offline, but but yeah, uh, they're doing that. They just had the recent kind of Spider-Man reboot with the Marvel Universe, and that had gone through a reboot before this reboot. <laughs> You know, yeah. they rebooted Tobey Maguire, so that just are, are they running out of ideas, or has it always been like this that we haven't noticed? Well, I think, man. Um, so when it comes to the Spider-Man series, I, I well, when it comes to the comic book movies as a whole, I, I think that what happens is there's like these weird kind of uh, games being played between studios, and um, and so this most recent reboot of spider-man was to get him more in line with the the marvel cinematic universe that's set up right now um and that one makes sense it really does because i mean he's he's such a main character to marvel yeah absolutely and and it was definitely something that you know that would have would have been missing if if they hadn't found a way to bring him in, and I'm going to be honest, man, I really like the kid that's playing the um, that's playing Peter Parker in this one. Oh, isn't it Tom Holland? I think his name is. Yeah, Tom yeah. Holland. Yeah, yeah, he's a very talented kid. Yeah, uh, I the, he's the perfect age for Spider Man. I mean, yes. he's, he's a teenager, and yeah, I agree with you, man. Just this whole performance and his kind of innocence, and I mean, yeah. I always I always loved that struggle that that 
Peter Parker had, whether it was in the comic books or Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man or, or any of it, you know, just, just kind of the, the coming of age story and dealing with the changes and sure. you know, the, the whole origin story of, of Spider-Man I always really liked. But uh, I hear you. People say they get tired of the retelling of that, but I could I could watch that again and again just because it's, it's a cool take. Yeah, but uh, but this guy he's he really fits the role. He doesn't look like a like some twenty something year old guy trying to play you know a high schooler and stuff. It, it really yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Hardcore comic book fans are are gonna hate on you a little bit only because. Um, by the time Civil War and the comic books come out, you know Peter Parker is is most certainly an adult, and so uh, it kind of messes with with the original timeline of things. But I think it, I, I still think it was important for the Marvel Cinematic Universe to establish their own Spider Man and to sure. do it and, and to do it as kind of an origin story. Yeah, uh, and so I, I don't really have a big problem with it. Yeah, and it, well, you got to think too. Like, they can't get somebody who's who's already older. You know, if, if he's going to be this big kind of character anchor, right? In the, in the universe that they're building, um, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has been playing Iron Man since two thousand. What now? It's been like over ten years, I think. Yeah, he's, so, he's been, I, I want I want to say two thousand seven, something maybe, like that. Maybe two thousand eight. Yeah, so I mean, wherever they end up going, you know, with 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 their film universe, I mean, he's gonna be that Spider-Man age that you mentioned, you know, the, the yeah. older Spider-Man, the adult Peter Parker. By the time they get around to telling those tales, so you know, I, they've been doing yeah. really good with the movies. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with it. I like it. They can yeah. hate the comic people can hate all they want. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's cool. You know, hey, whatever. I, I tell you, man, I and listen now, I do consider myself kind of a, a comic book guy, but I, I'm also one of these guys that is OK with the cinematic universe kind of taking uh, creative. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, liberties. I don't know. Creative liberties. Yeah, that's yeah. the right way to put it. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, because we had the, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the is Andrew Garfield is that his name? That was the Amazing Spider-Man or Spectacular amazing, right. or whatever it was that Sony did after, right. after Tobey Maguire's. Yeah, because we had both of those. I tell you, I would have I would have been completely okay if for the Marvel Cinematic Universe if they had done like the Miles Morales thing, uh, even though it wouldn't have matched up really with the comic books. I think it would have been a good way to get Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and not just be retelling the Peter Parker story over and over again. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel a little different from you just because, uh, I mean, Peter Parker is so classic Spider-Man. And, but sure. Then, like, setting up the universe, I really, really wanted to see him in. I don't mind moving towards Miles Morales, but I like Tom Holland so much that I really want to see him flesh this out and go through that. But I think they yeah. did actually in the Spider-Man Homecoming – uh, Donald Glover wasn't he a relative of Miles Morales? Wasn't that yeah. a, a reference? Yeah, yeah. So a little, little Easter egg action going on there. Yeah, I mean, it could be an Easter egg. It could be kind of you know planting a little seed in there, kind of setting the the pace to yeah, maybe, maybe. To, towards that in the future. Who knows? But yeah, and and listen, don't get me wrong. You know, and I said it before. I definitely agree that Tom Holland is fantastic. As Peter Parker, um, I, he's he's done a bang up job for sure. Isn't it funny though how quickly they they just like cut the losses of Andrew Garfield Spider Man and just you know well, re, well but like, it wasn't but, good man. and just my opinion it just wasn't good. Yeah, I guess I'm speaking in a broader brushstroke here because it's like uh, it seems like you know if if, if if a trilogy or, or a series that they're set a movie studio setting up nowadays isn't getting as warmly received as they expect it to, it seems like they're cutting the losses really quickly. Like, uh, yeah. take for example, universal, like the King Kong movies and all the stuff that they're doing now. They, the original plan, I remember they announced it a while ago and they were going to bring back like the classic monsters. And they, they, uh, started with, uh, they had plans for like a, another Wolfman movie and a Dracula movie. And nice. And, and, and they, uh, started with the Tom Cruise, the mummy movie, which I haven't seen. I wanted to see it, mm -hmm. but I've heard that it's garbage and you know, it, 
probably is because they ended up cutting their losses right after they released that movie. And that canceled the whole plan for all this like classic really? monster. Review. Yeah. You didn't hear that. No, what's crazy? No, but uh, let me ask you this, man. Was the Benicio del Toro Wolfman was that part of that whole plan? Uh, I I can't answer that with 100% accuracy, but I think it might have been kind of the beginnings of it because that did pretty well at the theaters if I remember. That and movie I, was awesome, man. Yeah, I watched it and I enjoyed it and it's really hard to pull off a good werewolf movie. Yeah. And uh there's, there's been a few of them here and there, and that was one that I actually enjoyed. Another one being uh, Dog Soldiers. That was a, like back from the early 90s, 90s mid-90s. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. It was like a Scottish movie, I think it was, and there was like about these military guys in an outpost. and Yeah. It was, it was really creepy. Did you see that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I really liked that. And then uh, like Jack Nicholson's Wolf. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, that was just kind of a neat take. And, you know, Jack Nicholson's always entertaining and stuff. But Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but anyway, back to like the monsters. Yeah, they ended up, they were going to have this whole universe. They're like, oh yeah, let's just go all out and do the monster movies. And, and pfft, nope, <laughs> that's well, that didn't work out for them. Well, they started, I mean, if the mummy was their first go, they started with the wrong one because, it, and this is just my opinion, but we had those Brendan Fraser mummy movies and I think it was just too close. Yeah, those were a while ago though. I mean, I, I remember... The second or the third one came out, um, I want to say like late 90s or early 2000s because, yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, this was like came out 2017, 2016, so that's, you know, a good 15 years or so. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I guess what what I'm saying when when, when I say it's too close is it was, it was closer to the, the, it was closer to the Brendan Fraser movies than um, let's say doing like a classic Frankenstein film would have been that nobody's really done. Oh, and yeah, because yeah. of that, I think there was a lot of confusion. There was confusion in my own household too, about whether this was like, like if they were continuing the, the Brendan Fraser story, if this was something completely different. Um, and it, it I, I just think it conflated two kind of, completely different franchises. And, um, and I don't think it was intentional. Whereas if they had started with like the Frankenstein or maybe like an, a, a new, like Nosferatu or something like, I think they would have been a little more successful. Yeah, I would agree with that point. I, I would have, uh, I'd rather have seen those movies than the mummy, to be honest. I did enjoy, uh, you mentioned those Brendan Fraser movies. I enjoyed the first one and the second yeah. one was, was, yeah, but the third one, I think that was the one like where they went to Asia, and I think Jet Li was in it. And I didn't bother with it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, I went to the theater with a couple friends of mine back when that came out, and we watched about 25 minutes into it, and we got up and left. It was one of the worst movies. We actually got refunds. Oh wow! On tickets. It was just like, like it was so like those movies were always kind of you know a little bit slapstick a little tongue-in-cheek and you know but but uh the movie was just awful from the get-go and (laughs) and the the part that did it was they were flying in this Cessna plane or something and and they were uh flying over the these snow-capped mountains I guess the Himalayas I think it was the Himalayas actually in, in the movie and but anyway they end up crashed. Spoiler alert! This fifteen-year-old movie, just by the way. Uh, they, they end up, they end up like crashing the plane in, in one of the the mountains, and it's it's going down. And right before it crashes, like all of a sudden, there's this yak that comes out of storage in the back, like live animal, you know. And it's all like this supposed to be this this injection of comedy. Like I guess they didn't know it was there, and what? and and then it's like because they're diving down and everybody's like getting sick because you know like the drop and stuff the yak throws up and then the one guy's like the yak yaked and when, when he made that joke <laughs> when he made that horrible joke me and my two friends we just look at each other and shook our heads and like I don't think we even had to say anything we just stood up and walked out together and said like there's no fucking way that the rest of this movie is gonna somehow magically just go on the upswing and get better. So, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a that's, that's a fucking you know how many millions of dollar Hollywood movie, and that's the best joke they could write and put in that movie. That's all like, they got. It's, it's fucking oh, it's sickening. 
It's just a money grab off the franchise. Is all that was. Sure. Yeah. But it was awful. Let me tell maybe, you. Something. Maybe it was really good. Maybe I'm the asshole because <laughs> because we walked out 20 minutes in. Maybe maybe the rest of it did get magically amazing, yeah, and you know, it was the no. best performances you would have ever seen. I don't know, but no, definitely not. I, I will tell you though that Brendan Fraser. Um, I don't know how many people know. I don't know if it's a really well-known movie, but um, Brendan Fraser is in one of my favorite movies, um, and it's called Inkheart. Are you familiar with that movie? Never heard of it. No. I see. I don't think it's that big of a movie, but it is so good. Um, I I made Becca watch it one time, and I, I need to get my kids to watch it. But it's really this crazy story um, about. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but long story short, there are certain people that have the power to kind of bring the world of of the stories that you read to life. So basically, like the stories that we read, they really actually exist in kind of these like alternate universes, so to speak. Yeah. And certain people have the power when they read the books out loud to kind of mix those worlds, if you will. And he loses his wife because of it. Um, He loses his wife in this certain book and he spends like years and years going to these obscure bookstores trying to find that book so he can try to read his wife out of it. Um, It's a really fun, adventurous, kind of good for the family movie. I love it, man. I'll check it out. I've I've never heard of it, but um. yeah, like I said, it's not very well known, um, but a well-known movie. You were talking about a plane crash in the in the third oh, movie. Third movie. Yeah, yeah. But a really good plane crash movie that is pretty well known is The Edge. Oh yeah, that's that's old. that's like what early nineties or something like yeah, that. that. That's yeah. an older flick, but that um, man, I that has one of the most effective, in my opinion, one of the most effective uses of the fuck word. <laughs> well, what is it? You, you, you have to let us know. Well, like I, I don't know if Anthony Hopkins' character cusses for like most of the movie. You know what I mean? Um, but if you remember, and again, kind of spoiler alert on a thirty-year-old movie here, but um, if you remember, they end up getting chased by this huge grizzly bear who kind of gets a, a taste for blood, you know, and is hunt hunting them, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they get to the point where they're they're tired they're they're done they're just gonna they're gonna outsmart the bear and they're gonna kill the bear because they're gonna survive you know what i mean yeah and um and like i said i i don't know if anthony hopkins character says another cuss word the entire movie but he's he's talking to um i think it's alec baldwin yeah yeah baldwin is in that actually i remember that now um, he's, he's talking to Alec Baldwin's character and, and getting them pumped up for killing this bear. You know what I mean? And out of nowhere, like the last line of this, like really good, like, ma- you know, manly, we're going to do this speech. He just kind of like pauses and he goes, cause tonight we're going to kill the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, dude. And it's awesome, man. Like, I don't know why I, I always, Love that, but that's a great movie, man. That's yeah. I actually I do remember watching that now that you kind of explained it. I think I was mixing up with another movie when you first started, but but yeah, that that was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I yeah, like the kind of wilderness survival things, you know, like The Gray with Liam Neeson. I think it was The Gray, dude. It was I The think Gray. That was another plane crash movie, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a plane crash. I yeah. hate that movie, my man. You hate it? Why? Dude, let me tell you. Okay, I'm I'm about to rant. Okay, for the first time, for the first <laughs> time in Strangers in the Alps history, Henry's about to rant. Okay. All right, I'll prepare myself. So here's what happens, dude. In the trailer for The Gray, they show Liam Neeson like taping these like broke these like small broken liquor bottles to his hands and he's like holding a knife and he's like staring down this alpha wolf you know like this is in all the trailers dude right yeah in all the trailers so i go to see the movie because let me ask you something dude who the fuck doesn't want to see liam neeson fight a wolf <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean 
So I go to watch the movie and it's depressing, man. People dying left and right and, you know, dwindling down to it's like just him. And and finally, here it comes, man. Like he doesn't have any other choice. He's got to fight the wolf. Right. Mm -hmm. And he tapes his, his hand all up. You know, he's got his knife. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I've been waiting this whole time to watch this fucking fight, man. And that's the end of the movie, dude, before the fight. <laughs> it ends. It's over. I forgot about that. It is one of those cliffhanger endings, isn't it? Well, you get like a cut scene like at, at the end of the, the credits or something that shows like you see like Liam Neeson's hand or something like that. Supposedly. I don't care, dude. I don't care if Liam Neeson lives or dies in that. I want to see the fight and I never got to see it, bro. Yeah. I that mo- I hate that movie. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I brought it up, but <laughs> hey, at least you got it out, you know, having Dude, pent up all these years. <laughs> I got it all the way out, bro. I, oh, you have no idea how mad I was leaving that theater. Oh, you saw it in the theater. That's That stings even more, like when you see yep. a movie that disappoints you. When you see a movie that disappoints you, and then it's uh, you, you end up paying like, you know, 15 bucks to go see it or whatever on yep. top of that. Oh, I hate that. Yep. So yeah. my, my wife and I went to see um, La La Land in the theater. Oh, yeah. Did you see that one? No, it was. It, but it, I, it, I, I did. I will say, though, I, I did text you a joke, a Xena joke, a Xena Warrior Princess joke yep. <laughs> involving La La Land. And I never heard back from you. So I don't think you really liked the joke. <laughs> <laughs> OK, no. When I got the joke, I chuckled about it, but I couldn't text back at the time. And then I totally forgot to text you back about it. Was, it. it was something about uh, Zena's favorite movie was La 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 Land. <laughs> this is the stupidest joke ever. <laughs> but to put that in context, I think the day prior, we, we had this long discussion about Hercules and Xena. Because I used to be yeah. a huge Hercules, the Legendary Journeys fan. Yeah. And he, we're big Xena Warrior Princess fan. And we got this, it wasn't like a, this is a terrible argument, but it was this like back and forth about which show was better than the other. Right. And, uh, and I tried to put the nail in the coffin by showing you that clip on YouTube of, of the impossible Xena jump. Like where she swings, <laughs> she swings, does the gymnastic swing around the branch and then like jumps off of a tree, kicks her way off, like jumps way off a cliff. I'm talking like a hundred meters or more distance and like does this long <laughs> flip onto this pirate boat or, or this, this, this merchant boat or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and after I showed you that clip, uh, I, unless I'm remembering wrong, there wasn't much more discussion after <laughs> of which, well, which show was cornier than the other. <laughs> well, that's because first of all, that's because all you did was prove that Xena is way more badass than Hercules. Her- Hercules isn't making those jumps off of cliffs onto ships. It's not yeah. happening. I'll give you that. He's not. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, honestly, both of those shows are terrible. Looking back at them. No, <laughs> the dude, I love you them. can love Xena all you want, but those shows are terrible. I love them, man. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I had a, a really good friend, like, I think I was like in elementary school when those movies first came out, maybe like just moving into middle school, fifth or sixth grade at the latest. But I swear sure. I was like fourth or fifth grade. And uh, me and my friend, because he was a big fan of that, too. This was before like you could sit on your iPhone and watch a streaming show with somebody somewhere. This was like you had to be at a certain time and place in front of your TV to watch it. You were lucky if your house had a cordless phone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody still had those long wired phone but we would get grab our parents phone and we would sit there and we would be on the phone with each other and talk during the commercials and then just sit there watching hercules the legendary journeys like <laughs> you know in silence not saying anything yeah. and then the commercial come on and we'd break down you know for the next two minutes and like rapid pace just like what we just saw and what we loved about hercules and then they'd come back on and then we would sit and we'd watch the show and we would you know just silence you could hear a pin drop I, honestly, you wouldn't hear a pin drop. You'd hear us breathing into the phone <laughs> because we yeah. just like, had the phone propped up on her shoulder or something next to her nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the 
stupidest fucking thing ever. No, uh, dude. Listen, I used to um, with Jason. You know Jason. Yeah. We, um, him and I used to do the same thing for uh, Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Nitro, WCW and WWF. Yeah. Switch back and forth, and we would just be on the phone the whole time, uh, yeah. just watching the old wrestling shows, man. You know, uh, I used to watch. Uh, I was. I got into WCW, like Monday Night Nitro and that. Uh, yeah. Before I got into like WWE, like, at the time it was WWF. And it was like the, the Attitude Era and stuff like that. So I would get into that a little bit. And so I had a few years that I watched that. It was just, I thought it, you know, it was dumb, but it was entertaining. And, yeah, and, uh, sure. You know, it was just kind of mindless fun. But it's just amazing. I, I actually have a weird fascination with old wrestlers and just like how many of them have died uh, from either like drugs or suicide or premature yeah. deaths, and there's some sites online that I've stumbled across. Uh, like I think one of them was like DeadWrestlers.net or something like that, and it just like it documents all the wrestlers you can go through, and it has. I mean, it's not gory or anything. It's respectful. It doesn't have like death photos or anything. It's just yeah. it, has, it has a bio. Uh, a, a picture that you'd see like a regular bio, but it, it lists kind of their active years and it lists their cause of death. And it's just, it's, it's so weird. Just, you know, how, how that particular industry uh, kind of creates that. And, you know, yeah. I, I get it. It's the wear and tear in the body. It's the addiction to drugs. It's the hard life on the road. It's, you know, the abuse uh, they put their bodies through. And, yeah, and I think a, a lot of the painkillers, some of them are like accidental overdoses. But, yeah. you know, they, they, they start getting into like other drugs instead of just what's uh, prescribed to them. Or they're either abusing yeah. what's prescribed to them because their bodies just can't take it. And then it just wreaks havoc on their internals, on their heart, on their lungs, their livers. Yeah. Their, everything you know it's 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 really sad yeah well and they have to perform man that's the thing like and 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 that's that's where the addiction side comes in right so Mm -hmm. not only do you have to look a certain way so you know it's not like they're drug testing and and these things you know what i mean they drug test in air quotes and they kind of i think they look the other way or you know what i mean it's just that right from from the stories that i've read and heard and and things like that but then, you know, like you just you just did a show five days ago, you know, where you were thrown around, your body's hurting, but you have to keep going. You don't you can't just stop. That's not how the industry works. And so you're just, you know, pounding these Vicodins or Oxycontins, you know what I mean? Because that's that's at least going to make you be able to slam your body on the mat again. Yeah. Uh, and, and those, you know, those kind of medicines are just highly highly addictive and um and then on top of that man the truth is is that we're just now in the medical field um we're just now really starting to learn like the long-term effects of multiple concussions Um, yeah and uh it's it's bad man yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, football's under scrutiny. Any contact sport right now is under scrutiny. Sure. So, I mean, they are the. What is it like the gray brain matter and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, they get too many bumps on the head, and I guess it starts kind of. Yeah. It, it's, it's a. It's, isn't it some type of fluid that it secretes and then ends up like killing the the cells or something like that i'm gonna be honest and say i don't i i can't even begin to speculate you know what i mean i because i I don't know that's the problem but um i i what i have read is about like the long-term even just psychological effects of multiple concussions and we're starting to see that with guys from professional sports and professional wrestling. And on top of, uh, on top of just the psychological effects, I mean, we see, um, uh, you know, clearly we see the, the physiological effects as well, but, um, uh, but and boxing as well is, is another one that that's been kind of long watched in this whole thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a boxer. I mean, he's he takes more hits to the head than I think yeah. any any other sport. You know, so which is uh, which is funny how like boxing, I think, is kind of taking a backseat to like we were talking about UFC in our fir- in our yeah. first episode, and uh, there's not as much striking. I mean, there's there is striking and, and stuff, yeah. but at least like the grappling, I feel like kind of. You know, it, it's it's not that you're constantly just that's the only attacks to be punched. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's any any physical contact sports. I mean, it's yeah. it's really hard. And and people are starting to take you know they're starting to take precautions. I know it's it's been a big controversy in the NFL this year, um, in particular. You know they they kind of changed the rules on roughing the passer, um, and it's been really really controversial. And I know you're not like a huge football guy, but um, some of the calls have just been, in my opinion, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and and I'm kind of torn on the issue, man, because on one side, like I don't want to see anybody have these like long term terrible effects, you know, of of concussions and things, but. On the other side, it's it's kind of like you know what you're getting yourself into. You know what I mean? You know the risk that's out there, and you're making tons of money for the risk. You know what I mean? So it's like – Well, uh, like you said, though, they're just now finding out the long-term effects. Do these people go into this career path really knowing what they're getting into? I, I don't mean, know, man. I, you know what I mean? If they're I, just now finding it, then they wouldn't have known that. In one respect, I get it, but then, like, I think about, like, you and I, and just to kind of throw it out there to the listeners as well, so Gabe and I played rugby um, in in USA Rugby. It, it was actual a, a sanctioned league, and at the time, it was really kind of as close to professional rugby in America as you could get. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and we played competitively for a while, and, I mean – but we knew going into into rugby matches that you know there was the possibility of of having getting an injury that was going to affect us for the rest of our lives you know what i mean that's why i got a scrum cap <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a whole lot of protection yeah. um, but that's, uh, that's just like a quarter inch of foam on top of your head is all that is yeah um but so I, you know and so i look at that and say we weren't even getting paid to play in those days, man. And we were still saying, you know what, like for the kind of, for the love of the game, if you will, like we're, we're going to take that risk. And so I'm kind of torn on the issue because I look at guys that say like, Hey, this is, I, I know it's at risk and this is, this is what I'm willing to put on the line. And, um, and I respect it, but at some point, you know what I mean? If you go too far with the rules, at some point you're going to make the game into something completely different. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, touching on your, on your rugby point there. Uh, yeah. I mean, we did, I, I went all out. I, I would, I would put my body through hell, you know, yeah. whether, whether it was the fighting stuff I used to do or whether it was the rugby, uh, you know, I, I always, we had that conversation about always, you know, kind of idolizing the whole physicality of like the manly man, like my, yeah. my dad, I saw my dad as that type of person and stuff. So, but, uh, but at the same time I was a lot younger and, you know, I kind of had that sense of invincibility and, and I didn't really, sure. I, I didn't really like have the caution that I have today. Like, and honestly, one of the reasons I started getting out of rugby is because, you know, I played here, I went overseas for a little bit and I played at a club level, you know, overseas and mm-hmm. I came back and stuff. And by that time, like I had done it and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I had a couple injuries, not like major injuries. I had some minor separations, you know, from tackling with my shoulder and stuff. Then they healed and I was fine. But sure, I, I didn't have health insurance anymore. <laughs> and, yeah. And knowing that, like, I was seeing myself, you know having these little nagging injuries and things like that uh, and then not having health insurance, I knew I needed to back off. And, uh, and, and so I did, I didn't want to, I was reluctantly doing so. It it always bothered me. I always wanted to get back out there and play. And honestly, I was really jealous of the fact that you and Jason were still playing. And I kind of like took a back seat and just removed myself from it. Cause I I loved it so much. I loved that sport. But, um, but yeah, I just at the same time I started realizing like it's not worth it. Like you said, we weren't being paid for it, right. and all I was going to do I was going to screw up my body, or I was going to really hurt myself, get a concussion, another concussion. I've already had a couple, <laughs> and for what? For me to try to prove something? Like what did I really have to prove? You know, sure. I just I enjoyed the game, and I wanted to play it, and I think it was just time to accept that. You know, between finances and and you know injuries and things like that, maybe it was time for me to just step back and get out of it a little bit and just yeah. let my body heal. You know, and now 
you know, being in my mid thirties and stuff, I would love to go play a game of touch, but I don't really care if I knock the shit out of somebody when I tackle them. I just, I, I don't feel like I have that competitiveness that I used to. I feel like that's really like, don't get me wrong. Like I like, you know, to be on top, I like to, you know, be successful at what I do, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a uh, reward versus risk type of thing for me. And like, I put my priority on kind of my health at this point and being around for my family and stuff. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I haven't gotten there yet, man. That's, uh, I'm not going to say unfortunately, but it's just kind of, it's kind of the truth. I'm still, I, I find myself, in, in a weird place, you know, I, I kind of, I got out of, of the Marine Corps and, and it, it wasn't really what I, I wanted to get out, but you know, I, I, I had the injury and, um, they just kind of decided that I wasn't good for the Marine Corps anymore. And, um, and you know, I, I think for me being in the military kind of satiated a lot of that those feelings, you know, that you have when you're younger, or, or, or I think that sometimes males tend to deal with more than, than females of, you know, that kind of, uh, physical fighter mentality, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. so having that career kind of abruptly end, um, I definitely have still kind of dealt with that. You know what I mean? Like if somebody, as as fat and out of shape as I am these days, if somebody walked through my door and said, "Hey, man, we got a pickup game of rugby, full contact going on down the street," my wife would roll her eyes and go ahead and and dig out my old shorts because she knows I'm going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's awesome. I would love to. You know. You know. Uh, like you say that, and I feel like this little like spark in me, and like, yeah, I'd love to do that. But I don't know <laughs> if I really would. I do. I, remember, I think it's still in you, dude. I think it's still in you. <laughs> it probably is. I'm just. I'm. I'm pretty mellow, you know. And you are. I, I think once, once, uh, once that mellow kind of outer layer gets a little punctured in or something, then I'm raring to go, man. I'm. I'm all for it. That's yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> I haven't told you this. I went to a, a theme park. Uh, recently it was one of their special events and, and we were standing in line and it was packed. Oh my God. It was so packed. Yeah. And there's, there's one thing I can't fucking stand at theme parks. The people that cut in front of you in lines, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like we, we weren't even, we had our tickets that so we were waiting in line to get inside the park. We weren't even waiting in line, like, at a ride or anything at this point yet. We hadn't even entered the park yet. We were in line waiting to go through the turnstile. And uh, it was just, like I said, it, lines are packed everywhere. And so I'm standing there and the group of people I'm with, uh, it's my brother and my sister actually. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're standing there and I see these people, there's a couple guys, a couple girls. And uh, I see them just walk up out of the blue and they're they like kind of stand like one or two groups in front of us. They kind of stand to the side of them, and they're kind of hanging out. And we were like on the farthest line to the right, so we weren't like you know the, the, there was an open space there, and that was the only open space there was because there was no lines over there. Sure, everything else was packed with people. So these people kind of wedged themselves up in there, and they're just standing there, and kind of milling around. And that's what I was watching. I was like, uh-huh, that's those motherfuckers right there. I know what they're going to do. Like in my head, you know, I know they're trying. You can see it a mile away from the way that they're standing and the yeah. way they're looking around and the way that they're kind of pointing and saying, okay, we'll go after these guys type of deal. You don't have to hear what they're saying. You can read it on them, you know. And uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm standing there, and I let them kind of do their thing for a little bit and watch them. I'm looking around, seeing who they're with. And, and we keep inching up a little closer and a little closer. And by this point, they're like one or two groups back from the turnstile, and nobody has said anything to them. And that pissed me off. It pissed me off because the people, you know, the groups that were in front of us, they're about one or two groups back. We're about four or five groups back. Everybody can see these motherfuckers, and nobody's saying anything to them. And even <laughs> even even they're up there. The, the employees at the turnstile aren't saying anything to them, and they can see what they're doing. Yeah. And so I asked the people. I tapped the people in front of me. I'm like, "Hey, are these guys with you?" And they're like, "No, we just saw them walk up." And when, I'm like, "Have they talked to them? Uh, you know, are they with anybody ahead of you?" They're like, "No, we've been watching them, and they haven't talked to anybody up there." 
Yeah. And, so, and, and it was like a, a flip switch to me. <laughs> and and I, I, just, I got out of line and I walked up to him. And I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, hey, excuse me. I said, are you guys with a group of people up here or something? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're over them and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of pointed and just kind of, you know what I mean? Just kind of brushed it off and turned back yep. around. And so I said, "Who? Which, which group of people? And they're like, oh, them, you know. And so I go, oh, okay. So I go, hey, are these guys with you? Hey, 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 are these guys with you? And I, and I like walk over and I start asking everybody. And everybody's saying no. <laughs> and I turn around and look at them and I go, fuck this shit. Really loud in front of everybody. <laughs> I said, this is bullshit. I'm like, I watched you guys walk up here and, and get up here and you're going to cut in front of everybody. I'm like, y'all ain't pulling this bullshit. And, and I put my, I throw my arms out and I just walk into them and like push them a step back. And I probably shouldn't have done that because, you know, I'm basically initiating contact by doing that. <laughs> But I just I got pissed <laughs> off. And these guys are probably like, you know, early 20s or something. There's two of them. And uh, and then they got their girlfriends there, too. And they're like, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who do you, who do you think you are? And I look at them. I go, who do you think you are? You're walking up in front of everybody. And I turn around and they're yelling, you don't have to touch us. Don't you touch us. Blah, 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 blah. And I knew it. I had this moment in my head from like, great. These guys are going to be like whipping out their cell phones. I'm going to be the crazy guy that's like pushing these, you know, people yep. aside. So I just, I kept my arms out and I turn around and I said, you're disrespecting all these people in line walking up around. And when everybody's waiting their turn, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get to the back of the line right now. And I just stood there with my arms out and said, you're not getting past me, you know? <laughs> and they Jeez. stood there, they stood there like running their mouth for a second. Uh, but like, I could already tell, though, like, because their reaction and they 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 had, like, you know, gone back when I walked into them and stuff like their tails were tucked and they were running their mouth. Oh, yeah. But but they had already, like, you know, been defeated. You know what I mean? And and they weren't going to fight back. So I just stood my ground with them and I said, get the get the to the back of the line. And uh, and their parting words, the one guy and it cracks me up because they start walking back there. After they'd already waited, trying to get in front of everybody, and they they walked back the line, and the one guy says, "You need to go brush your teeth." <laughs> and I just started laughing because it's like, "What the? Are we in middle school? You're line cutting and then telling me to brush my teeth? You know what I mean?" <laughs> but anyway, so so I, I went in the day on that one, and they got to the back of the line, and. Uh, the people in front of me were just like they were shell shocked. The people, or the, the, my brother and sister, the people I was with, they were shell shocked. And I just got back in line. I was like, well, I won't fucking do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but it pisses me the fuck off when people yeah. do not oh, yeah. speak up and say anything. And yeah. that's why people like that pull that shit all the time because nobody will call them on it. You know. Yeah. Listen, I feel like I, if more people would do that, then those little assholes wouldn't wouldn't be doing stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I want to throw this out to the listeners right now because we, you know, at this point, we don't know how big this podcast is going to get or, or whatever, but I'm throwing it out right now. If you're out there listening and you know that this story that gave us talent is about you. And you're an you, asshole. <laughs> I want you to, to hit us up on social media because we're going to have you on the show. So, so you can have a, a redemption hour and try to explain yourself. Sure, yeah, oh. have at it, because in the very <laughs> beginning, you're in the wrong. I mean, what the, what the fuck did I do that's so horrible? Why are you asking me who do I think I am? I'm the guy that's waiting in line who you're cutting in front of. That's exactly who I am. <laughs> First of all, Gabe, before before that happens, if we actually get this person to respond, <laughs> just make sure you brush your teeth before the podcast, okay? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll... I'll <laughs> I'll get some mouthwash and everything, please. Oh, my gosh. It's the stupidest thing. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't get that angry about it. But like I said, it's it's the lack of just, you know, standing up for some principles on something. Yeah. You know, everybody just lets people run all over them. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very firm believer. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not an asshole. I don't – I choose my battles. I, that's like one of the rare instances that like – something kind of flared up and happened you know what i mean yeah like you know me but uh i'm a, I'm a very firm believer though that people will treat you the way that you let them and that's personal yeah. that's professional that's for strangers on the street even you know have a kind heart be generous but yeah. stand up for yourself 
Absolutely. You, do you don't have to confront somebody. You can just stand up for yourself and not let somebody walk all over you. you yeah, know? And, and that's kind of like my mantra and, and what I try to live by. And there's times I, 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 I step back and, and let somebody you know, kind of, you know, step on me or something because it's the risk versus reward. Like I was saying, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just pick and choose your battles. And that sure. was just one that I just, I wasn't having it that day for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the reason I got aggressive about it though, was, you know, just, just the fact that they like this, just a bold faced lie to your face, sure. you sure. know, and just a total disregard for anybody except themselves. And I just yeah. can't, uh, and they were well, adults. They weren't kids. These guys were like a, adults, you know? Yeah, that's important. And and I think, man, I – and correct me if I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that, that you and I are very similar in this respect. You know, a lot of people – you hear a lot of people over the years say um, – you know, you have to earn my respect and, and, and all this stuff. But I've always been the kind of guy, man, like, who am I, man? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you don't have to earn my respect, but if, if you're a human being, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my respect. Now you can, you can lose that respect. You know what I mean? But when I first meet somebody, they instantly have my respect, man. That's just the way I am. And like I said, and like, and I feel like you're, you're agreeing with that too. And so, totally. I, as, a, I, as a human being, it's just a basic – it's the way you treat your fellow man, you know? You don't, you don't just like automatically disrespect them, you know? Right. And so I think because both you and I are like that, when we see something like that happening, what we're really seeing kind of deep down is somebody who's just doesn't have respect for anybody else. Exactly. And that – you know, and that's a problem. And because we're both capable guys – it's not really so much about the confrontation or being manly or, or any, you know, anything like that. But for us, because we're both capable guys, then, you know, we look at that situation and say, wait a second, like this kind of injustice, as small as it is, if you're or lack of respect for everybody around, like this if, aggression will not stand. This, man, this aggression will not stand, man. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's uh, I, I think I think we look at that and say, you know what? Like we, we're okay to be the people to do something about it. Yeah, uh, in some some instances, and, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I tell my kids, man, it's it's funny you say that. One of the the mottos that that my wife and I have have always taught our kids and it's something that I live by and I'm trying to teach my kids. It's, it's kind of like our, our family motto is be kind until it's time to not be kind. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Yeah. And so, you know, like, like I said, you just be kind to everyone, man. And you're going to know, like you said, if somebody tries to step all over you, if somebody's taking advantage of, of somebody weaker than them or, you know, whatever the case might be, you know, and it, when that moment comes that, okay, it's time to not be kind anymore. Yeah. And, and, and I treat everybody, I feel like I treat everybody with kindness, but you do. Yeah. You know, the, the moment someone like, isn't kind to me or the people I'm with or something. That's, that's when I have something to say about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. man. Anyway, I feel like, I feel like I may come across a bit aggressive and a bit like an asshole telling that story, <laughs> but I really don't want to come across like that. I feel like we've had so much fun, you know, the past few podcasts and everything we've done. I don't want people getting the wrong idea. So no, this is great because in one podcast we've had my first rant and your first rant. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we we kind of have. I did kind of uh, rant there. So. Uh, yeah, that's okay, man. We're we're ranting it up. <laughs> it's it's good stuff, man. But you know, it it just is what it is. You just treat people well, man. That's it. You know, um, it's a little compassion and a little kindness and a little respect, and it goes a long way. You know, a long way, dude. It really does. We're all human beings, and we're all just trying to you know do the best we can. You know, it doesn't doesn't mean we need to step on other people to get to where we're trying to go. You know. It's true. But listen, I'm going to take this back to the movies for a second. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the Braveheart speech. It's a good time for the Braveheart speech. If you're, gonna talk about <laughs> you're not William Wallace. <laughs> William Wallace is seven feet tall. I've heard. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with balls of fire from his eyes and bolts of lightning, lightning from, his, from ass. his arms. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Um, no, man, I, I tell you, I 
with all the talk about being kind and then like us kind of having these, these uh, aggressive sides, um, you, you brought up the, the Xena La La Land joke and, and I had said something <laughs> about La La Land yeah. and, and it being a good movie, but it was another one that I could rant on all day long because this movie drew me in and it was beautiful and I loved it. And the choreography was fantastic and the music was wonderful, but the end of the movie made me want to kick a living creature. Do we need to throw out a spoiler alert here? Are you going to talk about it? I didn't I even mean, think about that. You know what? I'm throwing you, you, out a spoiler alert right, right I'm now. fine with you telling me. I haven't watched it, but I don't, I'm not probably not going to. So you I am, I'm throwing out. If you've not seen it and you don't want the movie to be ruined, then click off right now. Um, what happens, long story short, it's this fantastic love story about uh, you know two people. It's, it's Ryan Gosling and uh, Emma Stone, I think. And and they're they're both kind of trying to make it in their own right. And they're, they're both supporting each other. And it's very it's it's wonderful. And, you know, it's it's real. And they both kind of deal with with success, you know, as it comes. But when it comes, all of a sudden they have to make a choice for whatever reason. And they end up like splitting up at the end. But the movie doesn't tell you that, like she gets this part in a movie and, and, and she goes off to Paris and you think, Oh, everything is going to be fine. But then it skips ahead a couple years and it skips right to this scene where Emma Stone's character like walks in and there's this other guy that you've not met this entire movie and she kisses him. And this isn't like the last 10 minutes of the movie, man. Hmm. And, and she like kisses him and dude, I couldn't hold it in. Like, uh, and these are the times, listen, my wife is such a wonderful woman, uh, but she has to deal with these little times with me. I couldn't hold it in. In the theater, I screamed out loud, who the fuck is this bitch? (laughs) Uh, Dude, and I went like, as soon as the movie was off, dude, I was ranting. And what was funny is, is there was like a small group of people around us that absolutely agreed with what I was saying. It was just nuts, man. Um, and it made me so, so mad. Um, oh dude, I was so mad. And, and that was the, and, and if you remember, it wasn't that long after I saw the movie where the whole Oscar debacle happened when they got called up for best picture and they didn't really win. Yeah. I bet you were pretty mad then when they called them up. (laughs) (laughs) You were watching that. When they said, I was like, okay, man, I, I thought I'd let it go. You know what I mean? I, I thought like it, everything was okay. But then it started coming out that they had made a mistake. And then I realized how petty and extra I really am. Because yeah. then I just started chuckling like and saying to myself, yeah, bitches, you got me in the theater, but we got you now. You know what I mean? Like it's like, <laughs> such a bad thing to say, man. And I'll, I'll joke it aside. Those guys handled it with like such class. You know what I mean? They really did. Uh, but uh, man, I, I was I felt a little vindicated in that moment in time. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't really watch the Oscars anymore. I'm I've, when I was younger. You know, I, uh, probably like mid '90s to 2000s. Yeah, you know, I got into it because I was really into movies and stuff at the time. But I, I like, I don't even. I cut the cable a long time ago. I just do like all streaming stuff now. And sure, I, I just, I don't really care about TV. And I like, I like good TV shows. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Like, if there's a great series, I want to watch every single one of them and binge it. You know, but I just don't care about like the whole. Uh, being in on the latest episode, if I watch something, I'll watch it on my own time. I don't care about, you know, the whole spectacle of who's better than who and who's winning an award and who's wearing what on the red carpet. I just, sure. I, I honestly, like you talking about that, that's the, probably the only Oscar reference I know besides John Travolta butchering that lady's name who's saying the, uh, Yes, those are like the only two Oscar moments I'm aware of, like in the past 10, 15 years. Dude, it was so bad. Like (laughs) all the things like he just decided to go for it. And what like so her name is Adina Menzel. And I think he said like Nadella Azim or something like that. 
I don't know, but I remember like seeing the clip on the news or something. He was like holding her face real close. It was really weird, just the whole interaction of it. Yeah. It was just odd. That's another guy I talked about um, when we were when we were talking about like the uh, the martial arts actors and stuff. We brought up Steven Seagal, and I just talked about how he's you know kind of got a weird reputation and stuff. And yeah. uh, John Travolta is another guy that uh, kind of has an, another weird reputation. And yeah, reputation aside. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody or anything, but does is he wear a hairpiece? Because some of the like the hair things I've seen that guy pull know. off are just odd looking, and they don't look natural. Yeah, like you remember when he had like the uh, it almost looked like helmet head, and he had like a little like sure. dot dot on the end of his chin, and sure. it was like pure super black. Like that had to be a wig, right? That had to be like a toupee or something. I don't know, man. Some guys just got it, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess, but I don't know. I just did, honestly, I'm not trying to, I just didn't know if you happen to know or not. No, I, I didn't, but yeah. I will say, and I can't remember the name of the movie now, but he, he got kind of jacked for a movie, maybe mid two thousands. And uh, he was bald in it. He had like a goatee. I can't remember for the life of me what movie it was. Um, but he, I thought he looked good with a bald head. Yeah. I actually, I, uh, <laughs> I uh, photoshopped myself bald, like I, like if I had bicked my head, and I sent it over to my to my mom because my mom is very gullible with like photos and things sometimes, and like if it's shocking to her, I've never, <laughs> I've never shaved my head, but if it's something shocking, like she just can't get over. She's like, oh my god, is this real? Is this real? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had kept this going for hours. She kept asking me, like, did you really do this? <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know. I was just having some fun with her, and you know, do yeah, all these yeah, yeah, yeah. pranks on each other, and joked around and stuff. But yeah, I. Uh, I How know. did you look? I think I looked decent. Uh, I think Angela was like, "Oh, you're still cute," you know, type of thing. Uh, oh man, that's bad. <laughs> but uh, I thought I looked good. I'll show you the picture. I still have it. But uh, I've, I've I've toyed around with the idea of like not bicking it not having it like super smooth but like just buzzing it all sure you know i've got not that i have like you know a big bald spot or anything but i've noticed as i've gotten older my hair starting to thin and stuff yeah sure i just don't want to be one of those guys i'm trying to hold on every last strand i got and if i if if it comes time that i gotta buzz it you know or something i was just curious how it might look you know so i had a few extra minutes one day i threw that together and was like huh i think i'm gonna gonna prank my mom with it yeah (laughs) That's one thing my mom has always been like, oh, you know, I love your hair. I love your hair growing up and never liked me to get it cut short. So I'm like, I'm just going to fuck with her a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I think I look good. Hey, man, I, uh, I, I shaved my head bald one time. And listen, I'm going to be one of those old guys holding on to every strand of hair. Cause Are you? Well, first of all, you know, the listeners – it's hard for, for, for you guys out there to appreciate how giant my head actually is. <laughs> That's my problem, too. I, my head is – I got a special order of my hats, man. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. not a joke. And now that I, I have a lot of hair, it's crazy, dude. Like things just don't fit my head. <laughs> yeah. Like when you get like the, the – you know, you get the, um, uh, the, the fitted caps. Yeah. And um, and you can get them like the large, extra large ones. Nope. Hell no. That's not going on my head, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, I have got a dome piece. There's just no other way to put it. Uh, it's huge. So when you shaved it, was it just uh, was it just was it too bulbous or too? I don't know. And you said you shaved it once. I did. I did. Yep. When it, back when I was in the service, I, I shaved it once and. Um, I, but it just looked bad. My, my head is not like a good shape either. Um, it's, (laughs) it's just not a good shape. And one of my ears is lower than the other one. And my ears are pretty big too. So like all of that just accentuated. And you live under a bridge too, right? (laughs) Listen, listen, game. I shit you not. I I probably could have scared little children. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. It, you uh, made hard on yourself, man. I mean, there's no way you were like like that. Dude. Dude, mind you, my face was clean shaven too. 
So my entire head, with the exception of my eyebrows, was nice and smooth. And um, yeah, but I'm going to hold on to that hair for as long as I can. hold. I'll be like, I'll do the Hulk Hogan thing where I'm wearing bandanas because I got like the long horseshoe hair. Are you going to grow the handlebar mustache? Are you going to go all Hogan style on it? Why not, dude? <laughs> you're big enough. You could, man. I mean, you're what, well, like six four or something, six three. I'm I'm only six two. I don't know. I mean, you look like a giant to me. <laughs> well, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't I don't mind being taller and a little bit bigger. Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I got to hold on to that hair. Um, I honestly, what I'm doing now, like since I gotten out of the service, I don't. I may have told you this. I don't know, but um, so I. I'm growing my hair out now and you know, there's some pictures on online and people will see like I, I have pretty long hair, but what I do is um, like I, I grow it out and, and you get like um, a 12 to 14 inch ponytail and then you can donate that to wigs for kids. Um, and it's like a, a company that makes uh, wigs for, for, you know, kids with terminal illnesses that, that have had to go through treatment and have lost their hair. And so they can get like real human hair. They're, they're a really good organization and, and they, they do a lot of good for kids. So if you're looking for something to do with your hair, man, hit up wigs for kids for sure. Well, that's great, man. That's a nice little plug you gave them there. So uh, why don't we do this? Uh, we've been running an hour. We had a real nice little positive note there in the end. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. And this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. You know it. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm.